Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz. This is episode coming out on, I believe, July 6th. Recording this on July 5th, day after the 4th of July, right after the morning after. And today's episode is about the hot dog eating contest that takes place on the 4th of July in the USA every year. Um, Not specifically about the contest, but I'm talking about the winner, Joey Chestnut, and lessons on nutrition that we can take from him and this contest. Trying to just do a little fun episode here. Something a little bit different and relevant to the date this is coming out. If you're listening to this later on through the month or the year, I appreciate you going back and listening to old episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast so you stay up to date on the show and check out Stoltz Fit on YouTube and also on Instagram. Let's get started with today's show about things we can learn from the hot dog eating contest. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, coming at you on July 6th. I'm recording this on July 5th, the day after the 4th of July, and I wanted to talk about something a little bit different today, about the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, and if you missed it, boy, you missed out. I actually didn't watch it, but I did read an article about what happened, and I haven't watched it in a few years. I remember I used to watch it every year as a young lad, and... It was very entertaining for me to see these grown men pounding hot dogs down in 10 minutes. Um, Of course, Joey Chestnut, the greatest of all time at the hot dog eating contest. And for part of my honeymoon, I actually went to Coney Island and we ate hot dogs at Nathan's, which was pretty cool. Um, Got to kind of see the place where it all goes down. By all, I mean the hot dogs. But... That was just part of a very long honeymoon. Um, Yeah, and even, I mean, uh, maybe you could call me a fan. Even in college, we're supposed to do a how-to speech for public speaking class. I did mine on how to win a hot dog eating contest, so I did a lot of research on it. You know, I actually dug into how these competitors train their bodies to be able to do that. And today, I don't want to teach you how to eat that many hot dogs because eating that many hot dogs is just going to not make you feel very good. Um, The winner this year, Joey Chestnut, once again, I think he's won like 14 out of 15 times. He had 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes, which is just wild to think about. Um, Of course, that can't feel great for the next few days. And I want to talk about kind of like that today and talk about things we can learn from that, kind of things we can take from the hot dog eating contest, which is, I don't know, a gross display of how much food maybe we like to eat in America for some people. For some people, it's just simply a little bit of fun on the holiday, you know. Um, To me, I think it's kind of entertaining to watch. I think it's funny how um, the announcers, even the eaters themselves, they pose themselves as, like, you know, professional athletes, like, you know, the talented ones, the best of the best, the 1%, the genetically gifted eaters. 
And I think that that is lesson number one that we can take is that, you know, even though I make fun of it that they talk about being professional athletes and even they in the production of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest kind of make fun of the whole situation about them being, you know, the best in the world and athletes and training their bodies and everything like that. It is some it is pretty crazy to eat that much and in that short of time. The human body is really crazy. That's lesson number one. I am never a fan of people putting limits on themselves and I'm not ever a fan of people, you know, assuming things in fitness like drugs being involved, even genetics being involved. There is a level of acceptance where you have to realize you might not look like somebody that you follow or see in a magazine or anything like that because they might have those things involved, drugs, genetics, perfect conditions, that kind of thing. But I'm never a fan of putting big limitations and not trying your hardest because of that. And that's lesson number one, I guess, is to not limit yourself. Realize the human body is crazy, right? Eating 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. When I did my how-to speech on this, I looked at how they train themselves to do that. And it involves a lot of high volume food, stretching their stomach, training even the jaw muscles to be able to eat for that amount of time. One of the competitors, Matt Stoney, he's big on YouTube as well. Matt Stoney did a video where he ate like five buckets of fried chicken or something, which is pretty wild too. But in that video, he, I mean, the craziest part to me watching it is that it took him like 40 minutes to eat. And Imagine eating chicken for 40, 45 minutes straight without stopping chewing. That is a lot of jaw work. I mean, my jaw gets tired, you know, sometimes just chewing one bite of something that's a little bit too chewy. So all in all, it might be a stretch because we're talking about hot dogs here, but I want to do something that's relevant to the times and the human body is crazy and it can do a lot. So in your training, don't limit your strength because you don't feel like you have the right genetics, conditions, limb lengths, um, even drugs involved. You know, you can still push your body, improve your body almost endlessly, and I think that's important to do. I think that it is something you can do for the rest of your life, improve your training, and it's one of the only things that you can do that and see results in numbers come back right? You can get better at your job. You can see your pay increase over time. Um, and it'll increase, but you know, it'll stall out here and there. And I think it's cool that in training, you can get like a direct effect almost the next week. You put in a little bit of extra work on recovery, on training, on programming, you'll get it back in increased numbers on your strength. And I'm a really big fan of that. I think that you should push yourself in the gym. That's number one. Number two is Watching these competitors, if you've never seen it before, look it up. Look up 2020 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest or something, even any other year. They'll zoom in on the people's faces, right? On Joey Chestnut's face, on the other competitors' faces, and they just look in pain. They look miserable. They look like they're going to spew, and they look like they will not want another hot dog for at least 8 to 10 months. And my lesson is not taking a good from this. It's taking a bad. Um, you should eat to feel good. And I think that is a big lesson in itself. I think that the hot dog eating contest is just something fun. 
to do, right? It's not that serious. It's not for health, obviously. It's not to, you know, stop world hunger. It's not anything like that. It's just for fun. But they're miserable. And I think watching them do that, watching how food can make you just miserable, you should eat to feel good, right? Eat foods that make you feel good. Don't eat foods that make you have that look on their face as they do when they're eating the hot dogs. And I'm not saying you can't eat hot dogs. I had hot dogs two times last week because of the 4th of July coming up and grilling season. But you should eat to feel good, right? Which could mean eating in moderation, eating only smaller amounts of certain things. Maybe it's avoiding certain foods that just don't make you feel good. You know, maybe that could be a burger from McDonald's doesn't make you feel very good. So maybe you shouldn't eat that. Maybe it's cheese. Maybe it's a whole food group. Maybe it's something considered healthy. Like for me, cantaloupe, for some reason, does not sit well with me. And it just doesn't make my stomach feel good. It doesn't do anything crazy to me. It just makes me feel a little bit, I don't know, bloated, a little like weighed down, doesn't give me really good energy. It's something that I don't really like to eat very much. I like it. I think it tastes good. I think it's good for you, but I eat to feel good. I eat things that make me feel good. And if you eat things that don't make you feel good, you'll definitely realize uh, why you shouldn't eat those things very often. Hence the hot dog eating analogy here. So I guess my advice is to just pay attention to how foods make you feel as you go through your day-to-day eating. Every food, not just quote-unquote clean or junk foods, right? Everything. If you're eating a fruit tray, pay attention to the fruit that you eat the most of. How do you feel afterwards? How do you feel when you eat something really cheesy? How do you feel when you eat something with a whole bunch of cauliflower in it? How do you feel when you eat white rice versus brown? This data is very, very useful. This data is something that you can use to optimize how you feel and your performance because if you feel good, you will perform good. And if you if you feel terrible, you won't perform well at all. So that's tip number two is to eat to feel good. Don't ever get to the point where you have that pain look on your face and Use food as something to enhance your life. Number three, and this is the big one. The other two, I just wanted to kind of draw little points from. But I think number three is the most important one of the day. And that is that one meal or day doesn't ruin everything in your diet. If you look at these competitive eaters, you would expect them to be really out of shape, obese, dying young, right? That's not the case. A lot of them are in decent shape, probably not great shape, but decent shape, definitely not too overweight, and they live pretty normal lives for the most part. And the point of that, it really is just that the you know competitive eating is an extreme example of this, but one day or even one meal where you're way above your calorie allotments isn't going to mess up your progress as much as you might think. I see this all the time in nutrition coaching, which is what I do for a living. I see a lot of people freak out about some mistake that they made on their diet plan. And that mistake rolls into weeks and months, maybe even a year of eating off the plan because they think they messed up so bad that they just throw up their hands and just fall off the wagon completely. That's the worst thing you could do. 
best thing you could do is just get right back on track and realize that one day here and there isn't going to mess you up too much. Now, what will is accumulating those and having too many of those. So I usually say holidays are okay, right? If you really need them to be, take free days, right? Enjoy yourself. Don't make yourself feel bad. Don't gorge yourself. Try to practice moderation. And if you try to practice moderation, even if you're not tracking or sticking to your plan, if you even have a little bit of a thought, a sliver of a thought of moderation on all those days, you're probably going to do just fine. And even if you go completely unhinged, one day or one meal here, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, pizza night with the family where you are really hungry for some reason, end up eating the whole pizza yourself, that's not going to throw you off that much in the long run. It's the accumulation of days that's the problem, and it's what you repeatedly do that drives your habits and your success, okay? So, I mean, if eating 75 hot dogs doesn't kill you and make you automatically obese, having a few extra drinks at the pool, eating an extra hot dog, you know, enjoying some cookies at Christmas, that's not going to throw you off completely either. It's accumulating those things over time that makes the problem. If you... Pay attention to how overweight people eat, which, got to be honest, I do just because of my job. It's never like complete gorge fests that make this happen, right? It's just overeating over time. It's grabbing a cookie as you pass by every day. It's being on the road and eating potato chips in the car. Little things like that add up. Sneak in calories bump up your average calories for every week of the year and this just adds up to weights to weight being added if you're sticking to your diet most of the time a day here and there isn't going to throw off your average completely right you have to remember the law of averages it works like this for weeks and that's how i keep track of things is what did you eat on average for the week but there's nothing magical about weeks right The whole term of a week is just like a made up cycle of days through, you know, which the sun rises and sets and you do seven of them and that's a week, right? But this is just an arbitrary thing. Average calories, I mean, you could talk about it over two weeks, over 10 days, over a month, over a year. What are you averaging out to do? And even if you have some really bad weeks, if you have two horrible weeks where you're way, way off, you're eating 4,000 calories a day for those weeks, but the other 50 weeks of the year, you're fine. Your months and your weeks even and your years are all going to average out to be where you need them to be. So don't freak out. Don't panic. Accept that maybe you went off the wagon a bit and get right back on track after that. That's it for today, guys. Three things that you can learn from Joey Chestnut and the Hot Dog Eating Contest on nutrition. Kind of a uh, unique episode maybe. But I wanted to kind of draw something from this event that I've paid attention to actually almost every year. I never really watch it. Like I said, I just really am amazed every time I see it. I feel like it's something I have to say to those around me. Wow, did you see who won the hot dog eating contest? Guess how many he had. That's something I always do. But you can learn some things as in almost every situation if you pay attention. That's it for today, guys. Subscribe to the podcast so you can get next episode. 
which I'm gonna be talking about density training, which is a new training technique that I am experimenting with in my own training. Be more of a meat and potatoes type of podcast with some training advice and how to work it into your split. Be a really interesting episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that and tune in next time. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.